you're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rosansky. Today's guest is Jay Elaine Marcos. Jay Elaine is a Broadway actress having had principal roles in Annie, A Chorus Line, and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. She's been seen on 30 Rock, Rescue Me, and Law and Order SVU. As if that's not enough, she's done stand-up at Caroline's and lists Canadian as a special skill on her resume. Well, who can blame her? We talked about surrendering to folks who want to help you, the absurdity of being responsible for representing your ethnicity, witnessing the presence that is the wonderful Jackie Hoffman, and learning from the kids in her Broadway cast of Annie. She's a wonderful breath of fresh air, all the way from, well, what we call the Maple Leaf State, also known as Canada. All right, folks, I will see you on the other side. Podcast you listen to? Um, well, I, uh, I listen to... I checked yours out too. Yeah, got And you. of course, and then I guess friends of mine will just say, oh, there was an interview with uh, Zach Woods on um, uh, Mark Marin's. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I have to because uh, a lot of times it's the guests that I, uh, the performers right. that I love. And then just hearing them talk and just. Uh, what's the, ins- so what's the, so what's the inspiration? Like, like when you're listening to these, are you listening for, are you listening to be inspired or are you, you know what I mean? I love when I hear uh, that actors are the same as me. Like they're completely relatable and they're scared and I love hearing how they got into, how did you get into improv? How did you get there? You know, so, because when I think about how I got into it, it was just for the love of play, of just playing with people. Right. And so when you just strip that down, Everybody kind of has that same basic, hey, I just wanted to play. And we're adults. Like, I'm an adult. And when I improvise, I feel like I'm still maintaining that childlike behavior. So then when I hear adults talk about it who are uh, working, they make me feel like it's okay that I'm doing something and I'm doing this for a living while other people are real adults and... It's interesting, so it's just, just interesting the idea that. of like, because I, I have this conversation all the time, uh, the idea of we do this and it feels like play. Yes. You know, we do this and it feels like play. And when <laughs> we do this and it feels like play, but who's to say, and it could be not, that a plumber, when he's plumbing, it doesn't feel like play. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I do feel I do feel high, and I also feel like that that thing what you're saying about play is so vital. Um, I am playing, and we get paid to play. Yeah, and well, you have been on Broadway, so you look at it and you go, "Oh, you're playing, you're playing big time." What's I like? It's nice that you say that. But what's funny is that I actually find it, um, <clears throat> yes, I am playing. It is absolutely true. Uh, but there are parts of it that aren't, um, I mean, it's fun. It's still work. But it's, mm-hmm. it definitely is playfulness. Um, but when I, there are other things that I'll do, um, well, I guess it'd be like hosting things or, or Silly things, not silly things, but commercial things. You doing a commercial, and you think of how much you get paid to do 
nothing. I know. <laughs> right. And they treat you so oh, nicely. Yeah. It, it's almost, you almost start thinking, do I deserve this? Should right. I? I could do this myself. Like, right. But, okay, back to the whole Broadway thing. It really, it, it is true that it, there is such a sense of playfulness. When I was doing Annie, and I knew that, oh, obviously there were so many children there, and um, the children were having fun, and I looked at them and realized they're doing the same job I'm doing. I'm doing what they're doing. Uh, this is ridiculous. It, fun and great, but I can't believe that I'm still that, and they you're are still, me. What, you're still, <laughs> when you say you're still what, what is it that you're still? Um, I, I'm, again, still playing right. and uh, making up songs in the wings and performing, um, doing things. Like the little kids in, in between the shows would put on dance numbers. And every time they would do that, I, in a way, was thinking, okay, we're in between a show right now. That's kind of the last thing I want to do right now is be an audience member. But they remind me that they don't stop creating. Because right. even though they're in the show, the show doesn't really allow them to be that playful because they have to stay within the script. Right. They have to do the choreography. They don't want to get notes. So then they have to follow the rules. They don't want to get notes? Is that what you They saying? don't want to get right. notes, they right? Get and then they want to make sure that they're... Um, they're doing everything right, but right. then the second they're off stage, they're creating, they're still doing songs. So it just reminds me that it kind of never stops, and I don't expect it to stop. Mm -hmm. But when I was doing it as a kid, I was just doing it because it was fun. Right. I had no goal in mind that one day I'm going to do this. I just knew this. You didn't have good. a goal. You said you don't. You didn't have a goal in mind. You never said I want to be a. I want to be on Broadway. You never no. said that. No, I. No, I, I didn't think I couldn't. It, I, That's a huge thing right there, the idea that you don't think that you can. Well, it and, was, but the interesting thing for me is you said you don't think that you could, and then you did. So it wasn't like, I don't think I could, I don't think I can, so I'm not going to even try. I, I guess it wasn't until I saw, a show, I saw Miss Saigon where I related to, the cast was all... Asians and a lot of Filipinos so then I kind of related to that and I thought oh well I like what they're doing I could do that right so then it became something oh and now I see something that I want to do now that's what I want then so the goal came the, when uh, you said that's what you want to do what did you then what you then kicked into overdrive or what did you do? yeah because it was one of those things where uh, I saw the show, and then in the Toronto Star, where I was, I'm Canadian, You're by Canadian, the way. You're Canadian, right. And there was a big I article. I love special skills you put Canadian. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, <laughs> I'm very nice. I am very polite, and I Everybody can work I up there. Everybody I know that's Canadian is can, phenomenal. Uh, that's good. No, I'm. They're really great people. I do really feel good when people say, oh, I know so-and-so, and oh, they're very good. And I just feel like, oh, good, our reputation's still good. Because, I, I mean... We're still, I, I do feel that we are good, but I, I am very proud about being Canadian. Right. But. Oh, no, and I can't blame you because uh, it's something to be proud of. Mm -hmm. When I travel, only, I really, well, when I come back into the States, I always show my American passport. When I'm traveling, I will still say I'm American, but if I do have to show a passport, I prefer to show Canadian. Oh, absolutely. I, just, I, can't, I cannot blame you for, for that. I mean, I if I could show another passport. <laughs> I would like to have a sub-American passport which says, I'm American, but 
look, I'm one of the, look. I'm, I'm one not those ones. Right, I'm not one of those guys. You will not hear me. You may hear me swear a lot, but I'm going to be polite in polite. a restaurant. I'm going to be polite on the train. And I, I don't expect you to do what I'm used to if there's... If you don't have the regular products here that are I'm used to, it's fine. Like right. you just want to don't want to be. That and yet American. at the same time, I got to tell you, I, I there are certain things that I'm going to go. I do when I go to a nice hotel, I expect nice products at the nice hotel. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, <laughs> I get actually very uh, um, appreciative. Like I really oh, look. They have the really good. This and that, right. or, you know, like they have. Oh yeah, yeah. The soap this, smells good. I it know this smell, brand. Right. It doesn't smell like motel. Yeah. A soap that smells like a motel. I'm not interested in that soap. No, I'm not, I'm not opening you up. No. You know, it's, no, no, I'm not opening you up. Yeah. I'm not opening you up. And I'm not going like, to get excited. Right. And what's the brand that's at um, Costco has a brand, and Walmart has a brand that is a very specific brand to those places, and you go, oh, that's one of the Walmart. You got that in bulk oh. at Walmart. I What's the name? I think it's one of those, like Keystone or something oh, like that. You know what I'm talking about? I, I'm, I'm thinking, but I'm I, right away. I'm just thinking of like my reaction when I've seen Keel products at. Okay. At, um, but I'm trying to think of. But that. the Keel products are good products. Oh, right? they're amazing. Right. That's when I remember saying to my boyfriend, "Oh my gosh, they've got Keels. Right. Everything's Keels in here. Oh yeah. And I, I would get so excited. At Crush in. The the, the 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 gym in New York. Yeah, they have. I, I don't know if they have keel, but they have like something that's. They have just, something. It's they have e- something. They have something that's theirs. Yeah, it's Equinox that has keel. That's it. That's it. Equinox. It was Equinox. I went to Equinox. Yeah, I had. You just want to use oh, everything. Oh yeah. I I don't. I'm. I am gonna use the shampoo twice. I'm gonna conditioner. Gonna put on every lotion. I'm yep. gonna. Yeah. Good product. Good product. Amazing. And to be taken care of in that way where you go, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm uh, I'm a member of the uh, Admirals Club, and I have uh, at American Airlines. Yeah. Okay, and I have so I have, I spend a lot of money on credit cards. So, uh, uh, you know, to buy the credit card. Yeah. So oh, I'm a membership it. of I got a membership of that and American Express, which gets you in the Centurion Clubs, which are and also when you so I was just in Australia and when you fly Qantas, the Qantas Lounge is like a four-star restaurant of, what do you want? What do you want to eat? Whatever you want to eat, is Is there like a chef, like a guy there? Oh, there's a guy there. There's a guy there. And then in the American Express, do you go to Hawaii? Um, I've I've gone there. In Oahu, the American Airlines um, lounge is shared with Japan Airlines, J-A-L. Okay. And so they have the Japanese toilets. You know what I'm talking about when I say yes. Japanese toilets? Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. That's. Japanese toilets. Yes. I, and you look at it and you go, why don't, why don't we, we? Right. Why don't we have. Why don't why? we have. Why <laughs> just, don't we have that? Just. It's so. Oh, it's there's nothing. Civilized. <sighs> right? Just. <laughs> Clean. Right. It's clean. Refreshing. And ref- oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. It's refreshing. The first I, time you do it where you go, Woo, what, what's happening? Yes. And it's refreshing. Yes. Uh, when I was in Europe, in Italy, I, every hotel, I was so 
They have the Japanese toilets. In well, they they have a refreshing toilet. A refreshing very, toilet, like a bidet. Yeah. Right. Uh, that at least is. Yeah. Oh. Uh, my girlfriend uh, Laura bought me a bidet accessory. I I, I want to get one. <laughs> and, and, and just it's just a toilet seat that has a little spritzer. Two, yeah. Yeah. I was looking at. It, she, it was like twenty five bucks. I haven't installed it yet. You know, because you're in the bathroom. I haven't installed it yet. But I'm going... Mm. I always want to know, like, uh, it's the installation that I'm just curious about. That's it. Well, I think they pretty much say what, you, what it is that you have to do. Right. I've actually seen this... YouTube videos oh. because you know, I've been yeah. researching it, and then I get overwhelmed, and then I don't order anything. It's that overwhelming where you go, this is a big thing that I, I, <laughs> I've been thinking about lately. This concept, and you do it, I know you do it, but you probably don't say it in this way. And I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's this statement. I can do that. I can do that. Okay. Whatever it's going to be. Like where you go, I can do that. And, it, and and forgive me, it's inelegant, but the first time, like long flight, pooping on an airline toilet, where you go, I can do that. I can do that. I know I have to do that. I can do that. What's another thing? <laughs> Grabbing my luggage and making it from one, at one gate of the airport to the other, and you go, I can do this. Taking your bags from the subway in New York yeah. on uh, 4 o'clock on a Friday up the stairs to eighth or ninth, and then walk to your hotel. I can do that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's stopping me. I can do that. I am Superman. I can do that. Yeah. So you can yeah. do that. You could put that. I know thing. I could. I think a, I just get there is that thing. What about I was the like, boyfriend? Ah. What about the boyfriend? Uh, if would he install it yeah, for yeah. me? Yeah. Um, Not saying that you can't. Oh, I'm just saying like it's nice to. Have. I think that would be the one person who I'd say. You know what? Uh, can you help me? Can you do it? Uh-huh. Yeah. And? And he would. And he would. Yeah. It's actually asking for help is, uh, would be the hard part for so me. So for you, do you, you have a hard part, you have a hard time asking for help? Uh, yeah. You do? Yeah. Have you ever broken a bone? Yeah. I've torn an ACL. You tore before. an ACL. So you that know That was the, the, the actual healing wasn't the hard part, w- was actually having to deal with people who who were helping me right making me food and saying well do you need it and my first initial no i got it i got it mm-hmm. i'd be walking around my apartment and just thinking well i need a glass of water but i also need to bring a banana over and i need to bring my ice pack so then i would kind of fill put things in my bra put things everyone everywhere around me and then someone would come by and be like do you need any help i'm like no i'm good and i really realized you know what i could use some a little bit of help and I would start asking for it, and then I would get overwhelmed. And so the whole process of overwhelmed, like in terms of what? What do you mean overwhelmed? How gracious everyone uh-huh, is, right. and how helpful they are, right. and and how good it feels to have someone <laughs> support you and help you, and not expect anything after. And it's it's like as if uh, I don't deserve to be helped. Right. It's it's the idea of the the giving. The, the gift in the giving of the gift is the giving of the gift. Right. It's not the... Right. For me, I give you a gift. My gift to you is I'm going to take your... This is really hard to do. I'm going to help you take your coffee mug and put it in the sink. Can you believe how great I am for you? So, but the gift for me is... The gift is in the helping. Yeah. The gift is in just that's the gift that you give me back. The payment that you give me back for the gift that I, that is is I get to help you. Right. And people want to help. Because I realize I do the same thing. Right. I've 
I've known how it felt when a friend of mine picked me up from the airport. And I was so happy. The whole ride home, I was like, thank you so much. Oh, I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard, so thank you so much. So I remember I had friends who, uh, they were saying they're taking a flight, and I immediately was like, can I, can I take you? I, I just want to do it. I just, I just know how good it feels. <laughs> no, this is actually for me. And I know my friend Kevin was like, no, you don't have to. I'm like, no, I'm selfishly, I selfishly want to do this. Right. Because I, wanna, I want you to experience how good it feels. When I was married, one of the things that, let's see, Katie and I, uh, when my, my ex-wife is Katie, Katie and I had a big house. And one of the things that Katie would do, was really kind of what we would do at the big house, we live in Silver Lake, is if we knew someone that needed a place to stay, we had an extra room just for people to stay. And people would stay in that room. And, and, and the joy was they stayed in that room. And that was great. Wow. And they stayed for as long as they needed to. And then, so yeah. when I got divorced, I needed a place to stay. And a friend of mine said, you can live in my guest house. And I lived in my friend's guest house for a year. Uh, she didn't charge me. And it's not like karma works in that way, but at the same time you go, I'm going, I live, I live in a world where, I live in a world where, and I surround myself, this is it, I surround myself with people who are of the like mind of that. Yes, 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 yes. I totally know what you're saying. I think, that's why I get overwhelmed sometimes because like I had to go to New York recently and it was it was really quickly and I thought well maybe I'll stay with people oh I hate having to ask but then I did ask somebody and they said absolutely I'll leave the key here da, 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 da. and I was overwhelmed that first of all they let me stay and just that feeling of someone helping you and then I realized I'm so glad that I know you like I and then there was another night I needed to play, stay somewhere else, and then another friend just offered it up, and I thought, well, I was overwhelmed by the fact that I was just surrounded by good people. You're like, I'm, be... I'm shocked. I'm like, these are nice people. I was so happy that I have these people in my life. It was so, it's such a like, dramatic moment of me just carrying my luggage going, I'm so glad I have good friends. Like, it's so, it but was silly, only, but I was happy. And it's also because you ha you are a good friend. And because you're a good friend, well, you know, yeah. you know, you had a kinesthetic response like, I don't know what a good yeah. friend is. But it's, you are a good friend. And because you are a good friend, you have good friends. And the people that, like, there's a guy, Michael Sauce, who, who yeah. you met. And Michael, I love Michael. And you know Michael. And Michael liked you and I don't you probably didn't know Michael really no. at all. You didn't know Michael and Michael liked you and Michael felt your spirit. I'm gonna use that word. Yeah. Michael felt your spirit and Michael worked with you and Michael said, I know someone that needs to talk to you. And the second he sent me that and then I was overwhelmed with just what he said. He said, I because we barely know each other, but what I liked about that is that I had that same feeling of Oh, so cool. This is so cool that I just met you. We improvised for a couple moments. And, but you're really cool. I am so glad that you had, first of all, the same experience I did. And you're actually telling somebody else, hey, this is another like-minded person. And right. so it's, again, overwhelmed by the fact that, how did I find these wonderful people? Right. So I, right. I, was, I was, again, I was so touched by what he said. And I thought, Oh, that's so sweet that you said that. I'm emotional right now. Why am I emotional? I just thought that was really s sweet. And, and I think an important thing in that is to tell somebody 
is to say that to somebody. Yeah. How how that how great that is, and what it does is it takes. I, I don't I don't need for you to thank me. But let's talk about what the what the human experience is. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about oh my god, when you said that to me, that was such an off, awesome, awesome thing to say. Yeah. And when we talk in that way, we're we're encouraging other people to talk in that way, mm-hmm. and then our universe becomes bigger and bigger and bigger, and then people understand how to talk to me. You know, Dave Rosowski, he's easy to talk to. No one's going to say yes. Dave Rosowski is not easy to talk to. Dave Rosowski is easy to talk to. Dave Rosowski is an interesting person to talk to. Jay Elaine is an interesting person to talk to. Jay Elaine is, she's, she's vibrant, she's effusive, she's, she's ebullient, she's energetic. Like and it's like all those words in my mouth aiming toward you are, are vitamins to my system. Yeah. I completely know what you mean because it's, it is cool even just seeing a stranger or, or someone just saying that, thank you, I appreciate what you're doing right now, you held the door, thanks. Or any type of interaction with somebody that is positive <laughs> makes a huge impact. And it's so silly that those moments get lost. And there are a lot of moments that, you know, sometimes you're just going, but it's when you do take those moments when I was back in New York too I realized from living in LA and then going back into that mode of New York where you just go you go 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 but um what I took from being in LA now it's it's you can go but still treat people with some type of respect and you can still connect with people even though you're at a fast pace, you're still gonna get to where you need to go. You don't need to ignore everybody along the way. It, it's interesting to me to be in, well, in LA, you don't have the interaction that you have in New York. So in LA, you walk to your car and go on the freeway to the mall. In <laughs> New York, you leave your apartment and you're in the middle of the shit. You're in the middle of the shit. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and I would think that at the beginning you go, you, the feeling is um, the, the music behind me as I leave the, the apartment, the hotel is, bum, 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 bum. Ah, New York City, that's a kind of got the, hey, Mr. Street Vendor, bum, 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 bum. chestnuts, I think I'll have a donut. <laughs> John's exactly. Pizza, and then you go, fucking too many people here. Why are you so slow? Stand on the left side of the sidewalk. What do you mean you don't know what coffee you want? Come on, I'm in a hurry. And exactly. you know, and then the free, and then you get, then you go under, you, you, and it's a hot day, yeah. and you take the subway, and you walk the subway, and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, and there are people smashed together, and suddenly you're like, fuck, give me a car, take me back to L.A., <laughs> There, it does have that feel, but uh, just I I love going back into it. It it really does make me laugh because when I into think, it being into into New York, yeah, like uh-huh. I because now I can see it from a different perspective. Uh-huh. Like we were just in it before when I would okay, I gotta go to my theater. I do have uh, what, all, the, what theater? What what uh, you did? Uh, uh, you did Annie. What theater was that? Uh, at the the Palace. Uh-huh. It was on Forty Seventh and Broadway, or mm-hmm. which was time. It, it's really 
it's really hard to find actually the Palace Theater, which is so famous, <laughs> but you, it's with all the signs and even where uh, the Palace Theater where Annie was being uh, performed at, you, you, you couldn't find the theater. Because on top of it, I think at the time could have been a Les Mis big poster or something like that. So, and then also the DoubleTree Hotel is there, and I remember people just standing there going, "Could you tell me where the um, the, the Palace Theater is? Where Annie is?" I'm like, "It's it's right behind you, but you can't really tell." I, a friend of mine was in my friend Jackie Hoffman was yes. in, you know Jackie? Oh, of course. Oh, you. Do. I mean, I'm not really that close with her, but of course, I mean, she's hilarious. Oh my I mean, God, she's we just saw our... her in On the Town. Oh. Did you see it? No, I didn't see uh, it. I it makes me cry because we were at Second City together, and we we were in we were in the training center at Second That's City. We were in the touring great. company in Second City. We were in resident company in Second City. You know, we, she's a dear, dear friend oh, of mine. Oh my goodness! And she and in on the town, she was at, in, at on the town. I can't remember what theater it was, um, but it was the same experience where Laura and I are going. There are too many signs here. Yeah. And too many, like my mom, it's like, we passed it by three times. Yeah. Wait, is that? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, but, uh, so you're saying you're on your way to the theater, going back to the story about being in the the middle. Yeah, Yeah. um, and just being in the, I would leave my apartment, get all my, I, I actually loved biking down to, I would bike from 127th Street down to 47th Street. And, and, and you would take, you take the streets? Uh, no, I would through go park? through the park. You'd go through the so park. So then it was nice that I was able to just right. go through the park. And then I would just have from, you know, 57th to 47th on 6th Avenue, I think. Or 5th. Yeah, Where'd 6th. you park your bike? Uh, there's an alley in okay. our, the back of our theater. Uh-huh, right. Um, and Wait, walking a bike through ta- the theater district? Y- yeah, Square? I, I mean... That's the thing is that I would either go really east or really west, but now there's a lot of bike lanes, right? So that's fine. Right. A lot of pedestrians, but uh, L- L- Laura has a friend who was hit by a drunk biker. He was on a bike. Yeah. A drunk biker hit him. Hit and run like broke bones. Hit and ru- they hit still got and a run what? on a bike. Drunk. Drunk. Now, <laughs> I don't know how drunk. I mean, you know. I mean, I, I, that's not great. But no. I just. The guy looked at him and was like. And then, still trying right? to get away. Right? Trying to get away. But I'm just thinking with all the people there around. Well, who knows? I don't know where it was. It could have been, you know, in somebody else. But taking your bike all the yeah. way down again, going back. Yeah. I, and that was, um, I was so happy to not have to take the train because it was my moment to just kind of, first of all, I get the cardio in and I. And where did you? Where did you? How did you clean up from the city sweaty? Oh, it was easy. What I loved about you know obviously being at the theater is that I don't wear my clothes for right. the show and I don't have to put on makeup. So everything is at it's my second home. So I get there, and pretty much shower and everything like that, and I have to redo everything. I have a wig and so everything's fine. And even if I have sweaty clothes by the time I'm leaving the theater three hours later, just put them back on. But um, I loved it. I just loved having that. I love somebody taking care of me in that way. You yeah. know what I mean? I love the idea of, I'm just going to come in. Here's the wig person. Yeah. And, and Jackie took us all around. Like, here's the wig person. What a great job she's doing. Thank you very much. Yeah. Here's the, and here's the dancers. And can you believe that? It's like, how are you doing? Everybody's, but it goes back to what you were saying. Like, these are just people. Yeah. 
they're people. And anybody who looks at those people and says, oh, they're royalty or they're you know, not creatures or they're humans, it's like, no, if you want to do that, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so funny when I would uh, sign autographs after, which was really great, but I really felt like uh, I wanted to make sure I wasn't just... Okay, I'll sign your thing and go away. I really was like, I first of all, you're taking the time to come back. Clearly, you're passionate about theater in whatever way. Are you like a lot of kids would uh, get starry eyed? Yeah, and they just they'd be so excited. And I just think, well, you probably take dance classes, right? And they'd be like, yeah. And I'm like, so do you? Because that's exactly how I started. Um, so this must be something that you enjoy. But then at the time, I'm talking to everybody and realize, oh, I got to go down the line. I got to make sure to. Right. But I completely understand when you're waiting outside a stage door, when you want to get an autograph. And why do you want the autograph? Was the experience really fun? Or was this your first Broadway musical? Right. Or is it you're just, you want to see them outside of their costume? Right. Like, it's just. Or to see the reality of, oh, they're not that person. Well, all those or, things. You know, I, you know? I, just being in, that, watching. So Jack, we went to see Jackie, went backstage. And then she, had, she took us through the catacombs of the theater and yes. all that stuff. And then we walk outside and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, there are the stanche- there's the stanchion. And everybody stands on one side and uh, on the cast stands on another. And, uh, and I pulled back with Laura and Jackie's husband, Steve. And we watched it happen. And everything that you just mentioned are the things that everybody, it's like, I love the experience. I want to see what it's like, what this person's like outside of that. Um, and right, and, and like how funny. And, and I gave her something and she grabbed it and she wrote my name on it or whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And as a young person, even as an older person, as a young person, that's so damn inspiring. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> and I'm not saying I'm very inspired. But I, of course, I get something so wonderful out of it. Because it, you, that's what makes theater different than doing any, uh, you know, performing on TV or anything like that. It's that interaction. Right. Because um, a lot of times I will, I will recognize, especially people in the front row, the first couple rows, I will recognize them because I, I, depending on when I was doing a chorus line, we're pretty much standing there the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I know if you fell asleep or if you didn't laugh or <laughs> you didn't, you know, so sometimes I cre- <laughs> even create my own scenarios of like, really? You're just going to sit there? You're not going to react? Really? You don't like this song? You know, like, so there are and a lot And the interesting of- thing about that, though, is you don't know that they're having a good experience <laughs> or not having a good experience. And then they come back and I think, oh, you, you did like it mm-hmm. or you were so into it or... What were you thinking? So, of course, it's nothing personal, but no. it's so funny that I'll even say, oh, I saw you in the front row, and then they'll go, what? What? And I go, yeah, of, I we see, see you. you. <laughs> we see you. It's, so, I, or I'll see these people in the audience um, when I was doing the other show where they were just flamboyant, and it was, it was called Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh and my God. They, were just, they were just these wonderful characters that on the monitor... They were right behind our musical, uh, our conductor. So you could see him, you see our conductor, but you see these two other guys just flanking because they're in the front row. And they were just, they were having a good time. And so the whole time we're watching, we, I ended up just watching the monitor for a while off stage because these boys were living every moment. And so at the end, they came backstage and uh, they, they, or they came to get autographs. Right. And every one of us who came out of the stage door and said, that's them, 
that's them. And they had, they were like, what, 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 what? And I was like, at the very end, at the bows, we said, you know, we'd wave to them. But then we said, you know, we were watching you the whole time and we love the fact that you were, they were so happy. And so they had no idea that they were getting us through the show. So when people say, well, how do you get through shows every day? Like, we've got to figure out something. You got to figure out exactly that. What is, what is make, what makes today different? Right. As much as right. we don't want anything to go wrong, but when things go wrong, you know, they're gifts to right. get through. <gasps> Pops you out of doing eight shows a week of the same thing. Right. You want things to go wrong. Laura saw, I think she saw you in that show. Um, she saw you in Priscilla. Oh, okay. And she said that it was, she did not stop smiling from the beginning of the show until the end of the show. Oh, she said it was one of the greatest theatrical experiences she's ever had. Oh. And she, She's an opera singer, and she she knows she knows you know she she's in the business. Oh, that's so funny that to, it's for it to be a whole experience because it really isn't about the show itself of like the, what the book and what no. it just is. Ah, right, and yeah. she said, and that's what she said. She said it never. She never stopped smiling through that show. <laughs> awesome. And when you're in a show like that, because essentially that's the same kind of show at a Second City show where you do eight shows a week. And it certainly isn't the, you know, the crew isn't that big. You know, maybe you've, you've got a piano player and you have a sound guy, but mm -hmm. you, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, a, a, a tech person. But you are there to bring joy mm -hmm. to these people. And when you do Priscilla, when you do Annie, it's one of those, again, a show that's a buoyant show and, and, and people are going to walk out feeling better or even forgetting their, you know, those two guys. Who the hell knows what's going on in their life? Yeah. And again, the people that aren't even smiling, who yeah. knows what's going on in their life? And for you to go, you didn't like, I know you weren't saying this, but to say, you didn't like the show and but it's like, they like the show. Yeah. Yeah, and that's also I just learned too. It's nothing personal. It's nothing, you know, and I know just as an audience member, for me, I get loud because I want them to know. The I want the performers to know I'm with you or I am. Um, you get loud in the audience. Yeah, yes. I, or I just make sure that they, they um, know that I, I appreciate things. But I, it, it's genuine. It's absolutely genuine. But uh, I'm definitely louder than other friends of mine but um i my ex-husband used to be like do you really have to be that way and i'm like it's do you want a good performance do you want to have a good do you want to actually see a good show we'll let them know that they're doing well, here's well. Another thing though <laughs> this is part of your experience he gets his own experience mm -hmm. you get your experience yeah i, I went to see um a, a friend of mine in um pygmalion and she played liza doolittle in, Pig, in pygmalion the uh, gallo center in um uh, in Modesto and it's a big theater it's a lovely theater great production and she was really great and I'm and I'm laughing and I'm my laughter is about my friend is not this Laura Laura was up there I am laughing and my laughter has to do with the performance it has to do with the show it has to do with performance with the show with my 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 joie de vivre but it also has to do with that's my friend up there and she is fucking kicking ass yeah. up there. She is kicking ass. And so a lady next to me said, do you really have to be that loud? It was, and then she said this, it wasn't that funny. It wasn't that funny, you know? And I went and I thought, I didn't think I said this. I said, you're a sad person. 
and you don't have to be this way. And then I just went back to laughing, going. And you almost want to just yell louder, because you know what? Exactly. I am proud. Yep. And Why I, do you gotta poo-poo my proudness? Exactly. But you know, but it's uh, fine. That's your experience. Mm -hmm. Nothing I'm gonna do is gonna make you laugh or make you happy. No. So. And for her to come there, and again, I don't. You know, I don't. You know, maybe her son just died. God forbid. Exactly. Or, but I don't know what her experience is. But in that moment, I felt like. Why do you want to poo-poo on my poo-poo platter? <laughs> right. You know, don't poo-poo on my poo-poo platter. That's my poo-poo platter. Yeah. I'm not going to poo-poo on I'm not going to turn you and go, you know, I laughed 94 times and you only laughed three. Right. You owe me, you owe this show 91 laughs. Right. And I'm going to count them now and go, laugh, you fucker. Right. You know, it's, it's so funny that I do the same thing when I, I see my friends perform and I definitely am so proud, but then I'm also see how that's why I that's why I love them because when they perform, they're also this is just an extension of them. So it's really not just, oh, they're playing a character. It's see I already love that person. Now watching them do what they do who they are and what they do it's all the same yeah. yeah and your history with them and you coming up and then you 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 talking to them about their their foibles and their fears and and all of that and so when i'm watching that when for me i'm watching jackie and it's on the town and she's playing this you know again it's essentially <laughs> you know it's everybody knows the story but she's there. perfect at that oh she's fucking she's brilliant oh my god at and it. so i'm watching her and the audience is laughing and I'm crying. I'm crying and I'm crying because that's my fucking yeah. friend Jackie. And I remember when she was in the dregs and I remember when she doubted herself and I remember all those things. And I'm sitting in the audience and I'm going, look at fucking, look at her now. I know, I love watching my, my friend, my friend Kevin, who he goes through the, a lot of stuff in terms of his comedy. And now when I see him get up to do his stand up, I, and I look at the audience and I see everything they realize, oh, oh, he's, oh, he's great. Uh, I had no idea. Who is this guy? And I just look around and I'm so proud. I get so happy because I, at first, I'm quietly laughing because I don't want people to know that I truly adore this performer. I don't want to insist my, or push. But then when I realize people have caught on it makes me so excited and then I feel so much happier like because I'm like see yep. you had no idea there's a woman sitting next to us at Jackie's show and we're talking ahead of time and, and I said what brought you here and she goes I was just passing by and we had really great seats and, uh, and, I, and she goes what are you here and I said my friend Jackie is in the show and she goes which one is it because I'm not sure I haven't seen it yet and then when she came out I whispered that's my friend and that intermission she, she, she just she couldn't believe that she was sitting next to somebody who had sat next to somebody who was the, of that. And it's like, oh my God, your friend is so good. It's like, isn't she goddamn good? Isn't like, she good? Secretly. Oh my God. Um, I re and you, you talk about looking at other people. Um, my friend, uh, Nia Vardalis, who wrote My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, okay, yeah. And her husband is Ian Gomez, who's in Cougar Town. And he's a great actor. Mm -hmm. They're both great actors. That was the woman that I stayed with. I stayed, with, I stayed in their coach house. Um, so Nia was asked to do, to, to MC Tom Hanks' 40th or 50th birthday. And it was at some place and it was a private party. And you know, there are people there like, 
I don't know. Oh. There was, Steven Spielberg was certainly there, and Ron Howard he's was there. He's done a couple things. He's done a couple he's, things, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so Nia is up there doing the MC bit at the main, and Ian did this awesome thing. He wasn't watching Nia. He was watching everybody else watch Nia, so he could say, and then when he said that... Um, Ron Howard just lost his shit. And when you said that, Harrison Ford was like, he was, he was stone-faced, but then eventually he laughed. And I'm going, that's the kind of think, like, look at that support. Because Ian knows that Nia's going to kick ass. Right. Ian knows that. And, and to look at that and go, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. I have total and absolute faith in my friends. Yeah. I, I've always, like I said with my... My friend Kevin, when he does his stuff, and he's like, I don't know. Sometimes my material, I get worried because he's he's Asian as well. He's a little Asian guy, and he does these comedic songs. And immediately you look at him, and he's like, oh, cute little guy. What's, but do you want to say what his last name is? Uh, Kevin Yee. And so when he does, he goes around to colleges now, and a lot of colleges are like, oh, we love your stuff. We just, you know, don't think we're gonna have any gay or you know we don't we're not going to go that diverse yet we're not ready for that you know some schools they they they'll at conferences they'll see his stuff and they're like oh he's funny but we'll probably never book you because we're not there yet um so he kind of takes that and i could see it sometimes it obviously it takes those notes it it, well he Uh hears it and he knows something personal but then some of it seeps in to being personal and then i could see it kind of get it into his head but he's consistently booking right now so I I I realize you know all those times that you would say well I don't I don't know this is hard this is hard I'm like well of course it is but you know how many bookings you have right now and I'm I get I start getting so proud and so like um emotional because I'm like you're doing it you're doing exactly and you know I love your work and I'm I get very picky with things so Definitely when I see him do his stuff and putting himself out there, and then I watch everybody else's reaction, right. and seeing how it's not even just the material, it's it's him. Like, mm-hmm. I really think it's just him putting himself out there, going, I don't know if this works or not, but this is what I do. Um, this is what I do. Instead right. of pushing it, and he's really genuine in who he is, so I love watching audience audience members, and especially... I love it when you just see these straight guys who be like, yeah, there's, there's a, you know, they'll, they'll, I could immediately see that, well, this is not a typical comedian who does other stuff, but they'll latch on to it. And they won't just say, oh, that was a, that, uh, that gay guy. That gay guy. Right. Well, yeah, gay Asian guy. Okay, it's easy to just. But now it's just a guy. It's, it's a guy, but he's funny. Right. He is funny. So right. he's earned, uh, like, any type of credibility. He's not just. He doesn't just do gay jokes. He... And here's the thing, too, is Kevin isn't going out there to represent the gay or the Asian community. I think that's the, the thing, community. is that he, you have this weight on you because a lot of times, same thing for me, I will be the Asian person in a show. I will be that person. And I sometimes have a hard time when I'm being interviewed saying, well, how does it feel to be, let's say, an Asian in a musical? I'm like, oh, well, I'm, first of all, grateful to be working, but... Um, I don't really feel like I have the ability to completely represent uh, all the Filipinos. Right. Uh, uh, how, what does this do for the community? Well, and I, just, I get worried. I'm like, I can barely. If you were first an American Indian, 
and then you were an Asian person, you could go, well, compared to, a to when I was an American Indian, to being an Asian, well, yeah, but what a stupid question. Because it's like, what does it feel like to be a woman in walking through the, it's a, it's a ridiculous I question. I never realized it like that because I'm really searching and I'm thinking, what does it feel like? Uh, well, how um, do you, because you, like, how, what does it feel like to be right-handed? Are you right-handed? Yeah. Okay. What's it feel like? I mean, like, right? It's such a, it's like, I don't know any difference. So I always seem to just kind of, uh, and I guess I understand they're trying to get something out of me, but I always kind of turn it somehow and say, well, I'm just kind of grateful to be working because as an actress, a lot of times it's just hard in general. You don't even have to be any certain race. You just try to be an actor. Actually, you know what I'm just thinking about right now? Every time you talk about Jackie, I don't really know her, but I had to sit in, and this is what I'm thinking about. I uh, had to sit in on an audition. Um, I was a reader for a casting director, and people would come in, and obviously, and I'd be reading with them, and I just thought that was such a great experience for me to see other people read. <clears throat> and she came in, Jackie came in, of course, was... I didn't know her. She came in, did the sides, and obviously I'd seen the sides the whole time, all day, and she was reading with me, and she was just who she was, brilliant, hysterical. I don't even know what the material was, but her presence and the way she just owned the room and walked out. Did she book it? No, absolutely not. But she was so brilliant that there was, like, I... I don't think that the casting people were like, well, is is she the one for this? No, but doesn't mean that she, she's, she was brilliant. I don't even remember who got cast that night but or that day, but all I remember is Jackie coming to the room and owning it and just being her. So I know for me, whenever I audition as well, I always think about how that woman, when she came in, let me do my work, let me show you what I do. Is this something that you would work for your piece? Oh, okay, if not, there was no desperation. It was just her the second she walked into the room. So when I think about being an actor, it's already hard enough because people forget that that's what you need to do is just be you, walk in, do your thing, and leave. So when people say, well, how does it feel to be an Asian actress? I'm like, well, so do I have to add, do I add that to the element of it's already hard in general just to be who... You, I, I can't answer the question. I had cheese for breakfast. You know, like, can I just answer something else? Because uh, the it's question really, really I mean, hard. Yeah, there's a couple of things in, 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 that I want to unpack in what you just said. One being, the question really need, the question really is, what's it like to be an actor doing this show? That's one, one thing. Mm -hmm. Another thing is, for me, the Jackie story there, uh, the great thing about the Jackie story there is, come in, be yourself, they're looking for yourself. But here's another thing. You don't know what's going to work and you don't know what's not going to work. You don't know what they're looking for and you don't know what they're looking for later on. So the best thing that you could do is what you do best and that is be who you are at the moment that you're alive. When you're not alive, you can be whatever the fuck you want to be. But in the meantime, be who it is that you are at this moment. Because the hard thing is that I, I look at... Um, because as an improv teacher and because as an improv teacher I'm, I also feel like I'm 
I'm a clairvoyant in a way, and I can tell when you're telling the truth and when you're not telling the truth. And you can tell, and if you are avoiding your personal truth, you're not telling your truth. Does that make sense? Yes. And that's, that's why I, I cringe when I watch shows, not because it's horrible, it's because I feel like, oh, it's not being genuine, it's not genuine. And I, I feel better when the truth is just being told. Oh my God. When, but when you're trying to put something on, I feel uncomfortable for you. Right, right. It's the same reason that I don't go, and never been to a strip club or a bachelor party, is I look at everybody there and I go, I, I would take, I would be embarrassed for everyone, going, what are you doing? And what, what are you doing? And do, do you have a sister? What's the story behind it all? Like, you can't, yeah, it's, right. what's going and on? And it's like, and, and the woman doing, it's like, you know what you're doing. And the guy gone at the door going, you're making sure that these guys don't even though the women are, are enticing them to and you go, uh-uh, no, 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 no. I, and you know what it's like when you improvise, where you're what you're sitting in the audience, or you're sitting in the audience watching somebody improvise, and you see somebody come on, and it's a herald or whatever, it's a montage, and you see somebody come on, and you go, okay, everybody is equal. There are there are six equal people there. Everybody is equal, um, equal in terms of I'm giving everybody the benefit of the doubt. You're up there, you're doing the thing. So, and then you watch this one person, and you go, oh. Uh, Maybe that was just a bad scene for them. And then they do it again, and they do another scene, and you're going, uh, maybe they'll kick in. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe their, their connection will kick in. And then the third time you go, don't come out. Don't, you're gonna hurt yourself. Don't, do us all a favor. No, please don't, don't, you're gonna really, you're gonna be, right, no, don't. Off the back line. Exactly, no. no. It's like, do a silent scene. Listen, but yeah because they're not speaking their truth. They're speaking their fear, and they're speaking their desperation. Yeah, it's the desperation that is uh, their need for something right then, as opposed to serving what's needed in the scene. Their need, and I'm not saying at all that I'm a brilliant improviser at all. I, I know I love it. I'm, I still, I know when I, hear other improvisers like they just do it and they don't think about it anymore i'm still always thinking about it and you know but i do love wait wait wait. when you say you're thinking about it what is the it that you're thinking um about? i'll i'll be thinking before i do a show let's say oh i realize i haven't done this in a while i've been doing another show lately and i haven't improvised in a while i haven't mm -hmm. been in this scene in a way so uh -huh. i i sometimes i feel like ah it's been a while i wonder mm -hmm. how my um, muscles are. I wonder if, if, if I'm in it. Um, I think it's more, more of like the, the second before I do a show or before I jump out of after the intro saying, oh, so-and-so, we're improvising. Like when I was improvising with um, Mike and them, I really thought, oh, I haven't, I've never played with them. Oh, I hope I don't ruin their vibe. I wonder do what their really vibe is. Do you really think that? I don't. I mean, but, how long do you think that? You think that for a second. I think it for about, you know, 10 seconds before right. I start jumping in. Then I start, right. when I'm in it, I'm on. But it's those moments before of just so much doubt. Um, and ah. here's, the, and here's, another, <laughs> here's the thing. You bring that in, and now you're telling me that the time that you've spent doing that was an unbelievable waste of time because you're in the show and you're in the shit and everything's working out for you. And what I want to remind improvisers who have success 
um, everything's successful. I want to remind improvisers who have those successes, like, who, who spend the time beforehand going, I hope and I'm sure that, and I'm sure that, and I hope and all these, I don't know these people. And it's like, what the fuck matter? What, it doesn't matter. You are, you were asked to do the gig. They are going to take care of you. You are, and, and you use the word serve. I, they are here to serve you. That's your phrase. And I like that phrase. They are here to serve you. You are here to serve them. When everybody's serving each other, no one goes hungry. Right. Yeah. The, I guess that feeling of support. Right. Um, uh, when I was doing Annie and we kept on getting new, uh, we had like three new Hannigans who came in. And it really felt like, you know, when you're a new person coming into a show that's already a machine, that's oil, that's happening, and new Hannigans would come in, and uh, I always wanted them to know, look, you're not the other person. And whatever you do, I am so excited because I'm so excited for whatever you do. Right. And I remember I was so thrilled. Like, I, our first Katie Finneran, and then we had a Jane Lynch came in for a moment. And I remember I was like, are you are you kidding? Are you serious? This is awesome. And did you work with her? Yeah, and she's a phenomenal. I person. loved also how the first rehearsal. You know, she was just like, "Okay, uh, I've never done this before. It's been a while since I've been on stage." And how, uh, you know, she was scared. There's an, but there's another woman who walks in and owns the room. Yeah. Oh, that, and, but I love the fact she goes. Oh. I hope I get this right. I hope I get the dance moves right and whatever. And she just dives right into it. And yep. I was, I love being around that. Yeah, that's what I love about it. Right. I was, just love that idea where she said, okay, well, hope I don't screw anything up or hope I don't hit anything. And I'm and like. And I'm going to go back to what you were saying earlier. This is a human being doing human being things. This is yeah. a human being doing human being things. And any doubt that you have, she's had. And any doubt that she's had, you had. And any, yes. any, any foibles or, or fumfers or trip overs, she's done those as well. Yeah. But here's the thing. She doesn't wear them on her shirt. She's not going, oh, I fucked up two years ago or what the fuck am I yeah. doing up here or you deserve this more than I do. She's going, I'm at the party. I was invited to the stupid party. Here I am at the party. And that's what I love. I loved and watching her progression going from, okay, uh, here we go, first night. And then, and then she definitely had so much more fun with it. And being around that, I, I loved it because it would just constantly, in a way, change. Mm -hmm. uh, because, like, sometimes, yes, we have blocking spaces where the lights need to be, but there's a follow spot. Honestly, they follow. Just be wherever you need to be. And wait, wait, wait. Let's take a moment there just to go. What if that's your, what if that's your reason? What if that's one of the way you live? Just, you, the, the follow spot is there. Just go where yeah. you're going to go, and the, the follow spot will follow you. Yeah. And I, I'm going to interrupt you again because it's called ADD. And uh, what you're saying about Jane is the same thing that you were saying about the kids. You know, gone, they're there to remind me. She's there to remind me. I'm there to remind me. Yeah. I, I was just so amazed and happy that I was able to, you know, work with... Again, we're saying just a human being, but a human being that I like. And then actually meeting a human being that I like and we do the same thing. What? Of course. Yeah, but this is what we do. And so to be around that and that playfulness and also the moments of, huh, I don't know if I'm going to get this right. But F it, I'm just going to do it. 
uh, that's uh, living in that fear is where everything seems to come out of instead of like oh it needs to be perfect I can't stand that like I know there's the idea of this is the move and because I started off, off as a dancer and so it was always about how the dance looked and everything like that but after a while I realized it um I'm not the strongest dancer but the ability to just connect in the moment and live in the moment and have fun in the moment was more of what was the strength in my dancing was the personality as opposed to the technique because I felt the technique was boring but I felt like if I'm at least if I I'm a little off maybe on my turn yes it's not a great turn but I'm in it and not thinking oh it needs to be perfect and detaching from the moment because who wants to watch that like I don't yes it's great to see a technical thing but to see someone actually live and perform and have that like life in them as they're performing there's nothing like that so i always just try to remember that like okay that's the same thing with singing dancing acting it's my personality in it technique eh, should be there but that's not about that it's about just being what we always say in the moment yeah great let's stop there okay great that was really good oh, okay. i love how that always ends up mm. The quote that popped out to me, listening to J. Elaine Marcos and my conversation, is this one. I'm not the strongest dancer, but the ability to connect in the moment and live in the moment and have fun in the moment is more of the strength in my dancing, the personality of my dancing, as opposed to technique. Amen to that, J. Elaine, and thank you. ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski also thanks Laura Parker, my co-producer, my dear friend, musician extraordinaire, Al Rose, for our theme song, I Feel Like a Million Dollars, from Al's album, Sad Go Lucky. And we thank you, our listeners. If you liked our show, give us a positive note on iTunes, won't you? If you're interested in having me at your theater, your improv school, your corporate event, if you want me to help you divine for water, I can do that. All you got to do is drop me a line at dave at addcomedy.com. Thanks, and we'll hear you in our ears.